0: Welcome to the Human Centered Management Podcast. I am delighted to share with you insights, advice and ideas on how to recenter management on the human side of business. I am your host, Anne Cecile Graeber. Let's get started. Nothing is lost, nothing is created, everything changes. Antoine Laurent de La Voisier. If everything changes all the time, how can you, as a team leader, as a business leader or an entrepreneur, make sure that you are the creator of change and not the victim of events? If you want to learn another way to manage change that has nothing to do with the stick and carrot methodology, you are at the right place. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get updates and show your support. Each new subscriber counts. I am publishing new episodes every two weeks on Saturday. I wanted to talk about change management because I think it's one of the most difficult and most fascinating topics that has ever been worked upon in the field of organizational development and I want to share the knowledge I've gained over the last few years and If you have no idea about change management and you still have to manage change, you may really benefit from the three things we're going to be exploring today. First, we will talk about the forces for change, so the things that make change possible or not an option. Second, we will talk about the resistance to change. Everyone knows that no one really likes change, like we are like, "Mm, please don't change my habits. I prefer that my neighbor changes something. And third, once we've understood why we sometimes have to change and why it is so difficult uh, for some reasons to change, I will offer you an idea on how you could implement change that has nothing to do with the carrot and stick methodology, but more with the human-centered change management. So let's start with the forces that are impacting your organization, whatever the size of your organization, there will be the force of competition, economic forces, political forces, demographic forces, social and ethical forces. I want to add uh, to this list that comes from the book Organizational Theory, Design and Change from Gareth R. Jones. The name will be in the show notes. We can also add the force of new technologies, of innovation. But let's dig deeper to understand what I mean with all those words. The first one was competitive forces. And I think it's easy as a business owner to think of the competition and say, oh yes, they are on to something. They are either faster or they create innovations that you did not see coming. And they are basically putting you in a situation where you either have to keep up with them or to do better than them if you want to keep your market share. Or if you're a startup, if you want to gain market shares, you need to understand your competition so that you can strategically advance in your everyday work. Then comes the economic forces. And one of the best examples are the financial crisis that you may have faced in the past Crises are always coming and going, coming and going. There are moments where you don't really know if your business will survive because you're not sure that you will get enough clients to buy your products or services. Then comes the force of political changes. We can relate to the Brexit, hold the consequences of this political Change. He is really big on many companies that are based in the UK or international organizations such as Nissan who said, you know what, we're going out of this country, we have no clue what's happening. And this is the forces of political changes that can have a very high impact on your organization. Then comes the force of demographic. The age of your population in the country where you are based may vary. You may be like in Europe where we are about to have a wave of people going in retirement and we wonder how we will replace them because the young generation is not big enough. And so some of the solution may be to integrate international people into the business world because there is no way we will be able to keep up without having as many employees as we, as we were used to. Or maybe, that's a hypothesis from me, the artificial intelligence will help us fill in the gap by taking away some works that are just boring. Then comes the social and ethical changes, and I think they're quite close to each other. Social changes are, for example, women coming into the workforce. The ethical part is like the ecological crisis, because more and more people are saying, hey, we want organic food, we don't want pesticides anymore. Please change that. And so all those forces that are described by Gareth R. Jones in his book are basically forcing you, forces, to move, to change if you want to remain alive as an organization. And I wanted to add one uh, force that I think is lacking there, but maybe it's hidden in the list of Gareth Jones. It's innovation. Every innovation. The industrial revolution was based on a big innovation. We started to use machines to do the work of humans. And now it's AI and it's the digital transformation that we're all talking about. And so this is all the forces that are having an impact on your company. When all those things happen, at approximately the same time, it's very difficult sometimes to know how people will, will react to them. And that's why I wanted to expose you to a framework developed by Victoria Grady in her book Pivot Point. And basically she explains that when human beings face change, you can see six symptoms that translate at the organizational level that you can measure. The first symptom that she's talking about is anxiety. And so basically you're stressed out. And if many individuals in your organization are anxious, there will be a decrease of morale. The second symptom that you can see in individuals is frustration. And when many individuals in an organization are frustrated, you see a decrease in productivity. Then comes the third symptom, the retardation of development at the individual level, which means that at the group level or organization's level, you will see a decrease of motivation. That means that people will not see the interest of doing stuff. The fourth symptom that you may see in individuals is the rejection of the environment. It's basically saying no. I'm okay, the others are wrong. At the organizational level, this is where you see an increase of conflict between people staying in their own truth and saying that's the only truth and fighting with each other. So maybe not uh, physically, but you will observe that conflict are rising in your organization. The fifth symptom that you may observe in an individual is the refusal to participate. And they may say, you know what, without me, oh, weirdly, I'm ill. And so what you will see is an increase of absenteeism. People will start to get sick more often. And it's not that they want to. There is also our unconscious that's working with us. And the unconscious will say, Hmm, you don't want to go to work. Weirdly, you're ill. And people will start to not be there on time, uh, to uh, not come to important meetings and so on and so on. The last symptom that you may face is the withdrawal. And that means that people just say, you know what, without me. And what you see at the organizational level, it's an increased turnover. All the things that you can see when change is coming or is already there, those six symptoms of anxiety, frustration, retardation of development, rejection of the environment, refusal to participate and withdrawal, are very important to pay attention to, to be aware that those are the things that may happen in your organization. Look at them and say, what do we do if we see that people are anxious? What do we do if we see that people are just going away from the company? What are the strategies we can put in place? Today, we are not going to talk about those strategies, but that will be the topic of another podcast, don't worry. I just want you to be aware that you can observe those symptoms in your organization. I said that we would talk about the forces that are pushing change and the resistance that you may see in the organization or reaction to change. And third, I wanted to talk about a new way to manage change that has nothing to do with the carrot and stick methodology First, this methodology is not pleasant to put in place as a manager because you have to be hard, you have to be a pain in the ass and force people to do stuff. And and people don't like to be told what to do. And usually they don't. And that's why 70% of changes are never happening because you're like, I am the boss. I tell you what to do and you should. And you're like, well, I don't understand why people are not productive anymore. There are more conflicts. Hmm, I wonder why. Because... Change is very difficult to go through, either you decide to do it or not. But it's even harder if someone tells you what to do without asking you how you would like to manage this change personally. My first advice is for you to integrate employees in the change process. And to tell them, you know what, we are facing those forces, we need to change if we want to survive. Are you in to help us find out the best way to, to change? Not everyone will register to your working group on this change process. The change are that people will volunteer when you have group of volunteers that represent your organization in general. So you have someone from marketing, someone from finance, someone from production, someone from management, someone from strategy, whatever, like all the departments that you have, you bring them together and you say, okay, let's make a diagnosis. What is happening outside the organization and within the organization? That's when you can do the SWOT analysis or PESTEL analysis. There will be a link uh, in my website to how to do those two analyses. Don't worry about that. But basically, you look at the strengths and weaknesses of your organization and the threats and opportunities that are outside of your organization once you understand globally what's happening around you and within the organization you determine as a group what could be the best goal to follow what is the thing you should be doing as an organization so what's the main goal is it to become the master of your market or is it to remain second but make sure that your innovation is on a line with what the clients want? What is it? And then to break it down for each department of your organization into sub-goals. If we want to achieve the main goal, what do we have to do as marketing? What do we have to do as engineers? And so on and so on. Once you've done that and determined the goal that you need to achieve in order to be competitive again or to be innovative again, then it's time to evaluate the consequences of such goals. If we want to achieve those goals, what are the things that we have to change and what are the risks of resistance? So you go back to the list of six symptoms, what could happen and how could we prevent that? Once you have that and you see that, okay, we know our goals, we have an idea of what we have to change within the organization and what could go wrong and we have a strategy to work around those problems that we may face and we're ready to change our strategy or our actions if we realize that uh, without people we'd be anxious but basically they're all going away. What do we do? That's not the last part because then you need to support the individuals who were not in the working group that created the change. So you need to communicate with others and say, hey, you know what? We've thought of that. What do you think about it? And basically allow employees to work upon what you've prepared for them and say, that was the best idea we could develop as a think group representing all faces of the organization. But how would you do that in your daily job? And giving your employees the possibility to say something, to give a feedback, to take action themselves. And obviously, there are people who just don't want to do anything, but don't worry if they really don't want to offer them to leave and tell them, you know what, we feel like you don't really want to change and we need people to adapt. We are ready to help you find another job in another company. We are ready to write you the best recommendation letter so that you find a job as fast as possible and in between you stay with us. Like you can be human and achieve your change management goals. This is the solution I had to offer you. First, make a diagnosis, determine the goals you want to achieve, evaluate how to achieve those goals and the difficulties you may face and find strategies to face those difficulties and then support individuals in the change and offer employees the opportunity to deal with the change themselves, to get coaching, to get workshops, training, to get a discussion with the team leader, to get into a group discussion, to talk about the change. This is what I wanted to offer you to manage change differently. And I know it may be very difficult to think, I like the idea of asking people for their ideas, opinions, and perspectives so that we have a change that's really adapted with our organization cultures and the employee we have. But I don't really know how to do that. You can always contact me, ask me questions, and I'll be so happy to answer you. Do not hesitate to write me an email at acgraber.com. I'm impatient to hear from you. So today we spoke about three important things when talking about change management. We looked at the forces that are pushing your organization to change. Also, we spoke about the resistance that you can see and feel within your organization and last but not least i presented you a way to manage change that's different from the stick and carrot system that's it for today see you next time bye bye thank you for listening to the podcast until the end it shows me that you've gained something out of it and it makes me so happy you can find more information about the podcast and myself on my website at acgraber.com. To show your support, it would be awesome if you could share or like this podcast on the platform of your choice. Each click counts. I'm impatient to welcome you again next time. Have a great time. Bye-bye.